Hello, everyone. It is Manchester's Burning. We are back. Surprise. We're back. It is Monday, February the 1st. This is the second cast that we've done today. Earlier today, we had Mark on with the Barmy Army, Manchester United women. We are starting. That flag is now in the clay, in Georgia, in the ground, whatever word you want to put it. It's cold here, so you know what? It may just stick. But we are now, Manchester Burning is now on a FAWSL priority focus. That is what we do. That's what we're going to focus on. The Women's Super League in the UK, that's what we're doing. The first feature for four features per week. Well, hopefully four, but we'll get to that another time. But it was Manchester United women uh, looking at their win against Everton yesterday. Now, to later today... <laughs> On the first, on this Monday, we have Emma from Manchester City Women Fancast back again. Third time running, three weeks in a row. We are so lucky to have her to break down Manchester City Women against West Ham. Uh, yesterday, a 4-0 win for this, the Blues women yesterday. And my joke to you, Emma, is... Y'all can't score seven goals every match. But you got four. No. <laughs> what were what's your um it was a different game than the last two that we talked about? What what's your reaction? How do you feel about the four nil yesterday? How did it go down? It was a it seemed to me like a different match. Yeah, I was kind of expecting a little bit more from West Ham, to be honest. It's one of those games where I think West Ham are a really good opposition, you know, where we faced them in the past. Uh, they certainly like to give us a tough game. Um, I was a little bit um, disappointed with West Ham, to be honest. I thought they'd give a little bit more, you know, under new man- manager with uh, Oli Harder. Uh, they've only played a handful of games. So I thought West Ham might have just given a little bit more, you know, in terms of coming out and looking to impress the manager. But just didn't really turn up for me on the on the day, to be honest. Um, like you said, yeah, surprising that we, we couldn't have got more, to be honest. But happy with the four, happy with the three points. And it sets us up well for, for next month, which, well, for, for February for this month, which is going to be a really tough month for us. So you were expecting more out of the Hammers than, yeah, than, yeah. than what, what came out. So, because my understanding I, I, is that, that from what you're saying, it sounds like West Ham played City a little bit tougher the first time out of the gate than this time around. Uh, and then with the new manager in place, you were expecting a little bit more. So was it, um, because I had a different perspective because I really didn't know, <laughs> sorry me, I didn't really know about the first game too much. And so, um, and so it seemed like from the beginning, a little bit in the beginning that that West Ham was really trying to kind of be on the front foot a little bit, trying to be effective defensively uh, and so forth. And then did hold uh, City at bay, at least in the first 30 minutes or so. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think it was really good for City to come out and, and get the early goal through Caroline Weir. Um, I think it was an excellent bit of play that led to the goal. Mm-hmm. I think Lucy Bronze was brilliant to pick up the ball, really, um, in sort of midfield and to sort of drive it all the way forward. Uh, and again, it was a great uh, piece of play through, uh, through 
through Lucy, through um, Chloe Kelly, and then we're finding the finish. So I was really impressed uh, with what I saw. I think, again, the statistically, you know, we had a lot of the ball again. Uh, you know, we were passing the ball well. We had a lot of possession. Um, West Ham didn't really test us all that much. I think they probably had one shot. <laughs> Well, yeah, they did. They had they had one shot. They had one shot, and and it was not on target. Um, no. And it's the first time. And, and this was what I. And, and this is again. I you know I talk about y'all out there. I talk about the subjective eye and the objective fact. Well, here's the thing. I thought West Ham, you know, kind of tried to give City a good game to start yeah. with, and they kind of seemed like they did. It sounded kind of leveled off because, you know, City started dominating once that happened, once that first goal, and I agree, the Caroline Weir goal, perfect, kind of, they kind of started backing off, and it yeah. you know, started, you know, they're like, oh, here we go, we might yeah. get rolled That's here, um, and so this is the first time I watched the game, and then the objective fact is they had Basically, their XG total, West Ham's XG for the entire match was 0. 0.0. Yeah. I mean, it, it was nothing. They I mean, one, one is, shot. This is what I mean, though, from West Ham. I expect a bit more from them because right, they right. just don't see, you know, they're not a bad team, West Ham, at all. You know, we've, I mean, we faced them in the FA Cup final and, mm -hmm. um, you know, for the first 45, I mean, I know it's a completely different squad to, to mm -hmm. that that we face, you know. Uh, a couple of seasons ago, but you know they've they've still got you know principles of play, um, and that still sort of resonates in the style of football that they play now. So yeah, I was expecting a little bit more, and to be honest, they've had, I think they've not had that many games under Oli, like I said, but they had a lot of preparation time heading into mm -hmm. this game because they'd had a couple of postponements. So I thought that they might have just come out a little bit better. I think you mentioned about the way West Ham came out in the, in the early stages of the game. We saw a sort of similar thing with how Tottenham played against Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? They they, right. they had a really good, you know, opening, you know, quarter in the game and then sort of the goal came and then that kind of changed the dynamic. Yeah, and I and and I'm glad you brought that up because I'm I'm going to bring someone on uh, this coming uh, this coming weekend to talk about Chelsea uh, in the Chelsea featured, and we won't be talking about specifically that game, but but in watching the Chelsea Tottenham game, yeah, exactly. I mean, the Spurs came out first 15 minutes. They they were like, oh, you know, we're we're gonna be on the front foot. We're gonna we're gonna challenge y'all. We're gonna we're gonna try to keep this, you know, keep you from getting the long balls down the side and getting it to Kirby and getting it to Sam Kerr. And then once they gave up a goal, then it was like, Okay, let's uh, you know, let's pack this thing in because we're just gonna get rolled. And that's essentially what happened. Uh West Ham basically seemed like the same thing. Um Played at you know played tough played you know stood tall for twenty minutes uh, or so and but once the first goal second goal came in that was it and then once the once the second half started you know um, it, it just they ran out of chances and and you know I, I think if there was one moment of that match Emma it was and I forget who it was on the West Ham, the, the poor West Ham defender who basically just fell down. Oh, Maz. Uh, and, <laughs> with, you know, Rose Lavelle has the ball. Defender falls down. Rose Lavelle gets it. Easy, yeah. Probably one of the easiest goals you're ever going to get. And I was like, yeah, that's what happened with West Ham. 
Yeah, what I did you, summarize what, it a little bit. What, what did you What did yeah. you think of that? <laughs> I, I think it was a bit unfortunate, obviously. Yeah, but it was. We were pressing, they were pressing quite high. And, um, mm. you know, obviously it was an error that led to the goal. And, you know, I think Roosevelt was really composed in that moment and she did well. So, yeah, it just kind of put the put the game to bed, really, didn't it, in the end? Yeah, it, it stamped it because um, I and and that's what what's, that's what City does though. I mean, what they do is they're just very relentless. They're constantly attacking. They're constantly pressuring, pressuring uh, to get the ball back. That's the style of play. Everyone knows that that's the style of play, and that's the thing uh, because you mentioned yeah, West Ham had had multiple. Uh, multiple postponements. They had some time. Everyone knows that's how City plays. They're going to pressure you. They're going to push you. They're going to be like, okay, we're going to get the ball back from you. You're not going to have it um, because we're going to take it from you. And they and everyone knows that. And there's, you know, there are tactics to 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 counter that that tra- that type of strategy. And it just wasn't there, even though they you you know what's coming and you can't stop it. Um, and I don't think it didn't seem to me that West Ham has, you know, terrible players. They, they don't, you know, uh, you know, they're decent WSL side. Uh, and so I was, you know, I I don't know if I was expecting more because I'm not as familiar with West Ham, uh, but there were ports where it was like, Oh, come on. Why did you just pack it in? Uh, and that's kind of seemed to what happened. So let's talk about what do you, what do you think of, we talked briefly about Caroline Weir she got the first goal in the ninth minute you know beautiful setup for that goal but one of the things I noticed if you look at her numbers um, she had 12 pressures on West Ham uh, players and 10 successful pressures meaning that basically what happened was she pressured whoever had the ball and then within moments that ball was lost and on City's feet at that point. And that is someone who's a center midfielder. You know, what did you think about Carolyn Weir from both a, from a defensive standpoint and an offensive standpoint? Um, I think, I think Caroline, don't forget as well, Caroline's coming back into the game. She's, you know, she's had a bit of time out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she's come back and she's really imposed herself on the game and she's, she's wanting to show that, you know, she wants to be a first team pick for this team. Um, I think, I think she did really well, um, to be honest, her involvement, her play, um, like you said, she is a, a real goal threat, do you know what I mean? But she's the kind of player that can, you know, work the ball from, work the ball from the midfield and she's just so tactically, well, she just she blows my mind sometimes with some of the stuff that she can do because it's you know for, for a player like Caroline, she she has got a special you know special trait and you know when you see her with the ball, you know she can shoot from range. She's obviously got it offers us a little bit of versatility as well. But I think in terms of pressure, she always is a, the, you know one of the ones to watch. You know she is a standout player for City and I and I. I don't quite think, I, I still think she's got another level. Do you know what I mean? Like she's that kind of player where I just think she she's she has got like so much more that she can give. I just don't think she's quite there yet, but she, she's showing that she's, you know, wanting to impose herself on the game and really be that creative threat that we know she is and she will be because she, I think she'll continue to, 
to gain confidence. And I really think it is starting to show. It's great to have her back in the team. And I think there is a lot of competition for places as well at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had, a, you know, Esme, Becky, you know, they weren't available to us at the moment. Gemma Bonner's still out. Demi Stokes is still out. You know, so we're managing... Gareth Taylor's really managing the team. Um, and we're seeing players, you know, dropping in and out of positions as well. And doing quite well as well. I think that was another thing, you know, at the weekend that, um, you know, we've seen from City is that players weren't necessarily showing, were showing that flexibility and versatility and dropping in and out of positions. And I think that as well might have been a reason as to why maybe if you were expecting more goals, that's maybe why we didn't, you know, have such a higher score level because, you know, we were asking a bit more of the players at the weekend. I think there were, I think overall City had less overall chances than in previous matches, but they were still very clinical, very, yeah. uh, very surgical. Uh, their XG overall was 3.0. They scored four goals. I mean, there was some clinical surgical brilliance uh, in, uh, in, you know, maybe not as many of those opportunities, but when those opportunities came, mm-hmm. typical City, okay, surgical, clinical, boom yeah. in the net uh some great build up of play great setups for shots and uh great you know great goals um you know aside from the uh the unfortunate defensive error that that led to the Lavelle goal um you know they were you know but and you were right i totally agree that she was uh was was very composed uh you know in that moment and and got it in um uh, what about um, Alex Greenwood? I think she was going to be, I think she was my player of the match uh, overall because she had, um, and again, here's me with my crazy numbers. <laughs> 10. So okay. After these numbers, I'm not in, so I quite enjoy this. Go on. Yeah, okay. So 10, uh, she, had, she led the team in 10 shot creating actions, seven key passes, one of them leading to the assist, uh, to an assist. Uh, just just great part of the build-up. What did you think of her performance in the build-up of play? I think Alex Greenwood is really showing what an instrumental part of the team she is. She's really become a a key and and core player for City, I think. Um, Like you said, she's, again, versatility, uh, Alex Greenwood, she's, you know, there's nothing wrong with having two left-footed players in a team, you know, I think, uh, I think she, she, there were, she had a free kick at one point, all right, it didn't really come to anything, but I liked about Greenwood was in the third goal, I think, uh, for Ellen White's goal, it obviously came from a corner, Um, and it looked as though, Chloe Kelly was drew out a, a defender and it looked as though we were going to go short for the corner. And then obviously she just pinged it in and, and Ellen White is able to get on the end of it. I just thought it was really clever play again. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, we love to see it because it, it's just, a, again, another well-worked goal. You know, a, a set pieces, the corners especially, have been really quite good as well. And we have able been able to capitalise on those. So... Yeah, more of it. I, I love seeing her in the team. I think she's a fantastic player and she's always wanting to to go forward. You know, she's a forward thinking player and obviously a lot of our play does come out from the back, but she is always trying to sort of, you know, push up um, and push up the field, which is great to see. 
So everybody, we're going to go into the U.S. Women's National Team portion of this segment because we talked about <laughs> Rose Lavelle earlier. It was really good to see her on the pitch uh, to come yeah. in as a sub, and she seemed fit. She seemed like a lot, I mean, a lot more energy to her play than we had seen when she first started on the squad months ago. Uh, she did get that goal well composed. Uh, Abby Dalkemper, Dow- she had her first start for City. Yeah. What did you think, Emma, of her performance yesterday? Yeah, I was uh, surprised to see her move straight into the starting eleven. to be fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been only obviously just coming to the squad, but uh, again, we're short on numbers, so it seemed, uh, you know, an ideal opportunity to get her in the back to see, you know, what she can bring to the City squad. And I was, I was pretty impressed, you know, she's shown... Um, you know, she was tidy. Um, she was, you know, consistent, uh, which is what we need. You know, playing out of the back. You know, she didn't look under any kind of pressure. You know, she was able to just adapt to our style of play, and I think that's always great to see when you're bringing a new player in that, especially, hasn't had, you know, WSL experience, and you know, because the leagues are so different here in the UK to that in America. So, throw another set of numbers out here. So, Abby. <laughs> She had a, you know, she also led the team yesterday in in what in what is called progressive carries, and what that basically is is having the ball at your feet and moving the ball forward towards the offensive goal at least five yards, uh, and she actually led the team in that uh, in that particular category uh, of just moving the ball forward. And I think it was just indicative. She also was, I think, second or third on the team as far as the number of touches. Um, yeah. of the ball as well. So very, obviously very actively involved. That's my, my point in that. It's hard to, you know, we, we, we've joked about this a couple of times in these seven nothings, you know, where, you know, say, were there any performances on the city squad that were, you know, below expectation and so forth. It's kind of hard to say that when you keep going with clean sheets and scoring more than three goals every time. But was there, Emma, anyone that was not performing on the city side up to expectations? Again, like you said, it's really hard to single anyone out. I would, I would only say Ellie Wo, but for this year, fact, she barely touched the ball. I mean, she was playing out from the back, but she was, she like again, right. that was down to West Ham and not really creating anything in terms right. of opportunities. But yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to. I always say it's really hard to criticise anyone, you know, when we've gone out and got a good result, especially like I said before, you know, when we're managing you know, a squad that's rotating players in and out of positions that they're not used to playing, not used to playing in. So um, I think everyone, again, you know, shown uh, a really, you know, good performance and everyone played their part in that respect. I think you might see <laughs> different from me in the next couple of games where, you know, we've got Arsenal and West, uh, Arsenal and United, sorry, where, you know, we're going to see completely different games again, you know, these are going to be really challenging games where you know we really need to pick up the points and i think this is going to be a really tough test this month right and thank you emma for that wonderful segue into what's going to happen next because (laughs) uh what's gonna is is i mean what's going to happen next is you have city has two matches together uh back to back that are going to that you end up circling on the calendar and saying these are matches we have to then win because now we're facing two teams in that top four fighting for the title fighting for a champions league spot none of this is guaranteed um what do you expect we're going to talk about arsenal because that's the first one up 
out of the gate. Mm-hmm. What do you expect from Arsenal? What are they, what are they going to bring? Do you have any idea what they're going to bring? They're a little inconsistent, a little disappointing, but what do they bring to the table to challenge City on a really great one on a form? Yeah, I think Arsenal would definitely be looking to get a result against us for sure, because, um, you know, we've met on previous occasions and they've been really close, well-fought games, you know, 2-1 kind of games where, you know, it could have been anybody's game. So um, I'm expecting West um, West Ham <laughs> West Ham on the brain. Uh, I'm expecting Arsenal to, to give us a really tough game. You know, they want to compete at the top of the table just like we do. And we need to, you know, pick up, um, pick up some points and start bridging. And Sunday is a really good opportunity to do that because if we can take points off Arsenal, then it will set us up well for you know the next game against United and hopefully for the rest of the season where we really need to. We we just really can't afford to drop any points. We can only afford to drop any points. We've got to win every game, and we've got to take each game as it comes and take it and and throw everything at it as well. So I think this month, you know, with Arsenal and United. They're two big games, and um, I'm hoping we can, you know, get two wins in two. I and with Arsenal, Arsenal comes in with, from a numbers perspective, Arsenal comes in with, with a really strong offense, uh, yeah. and um, I believe they still have the leading goal scorer in the league at this point. Um, I think, though, it was what to in my mind. The match that City played against Arsenal last, which I believe was a was a two one, was I think that that was to me. What do you think though? I think that was the 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 impetus for City's current run, because I if I, if I remember correctly, and I may be wrong because I'm, I'm old and my memory is like you know cottage cheese, but but if I remember correctly, it was one one. Then City gets a goal near the end, you know, when it looked like it was just going to end up in a draw. And City got that last goal at the end, near the end of the match, and won two to one. I think there was a big moment for them. And I think that that led them, the push, to be on the current run of form that they're currently on. Yeah. I think it took City a while to to bed players in, to, mm-hmm. to really start um, – convincingly showing that we can play some really good football Um, you know Gareth Taylor has you know you know somebody said the other day you know who's Gareth Taylor's best starting 11 I I, I generally don't think we've got one at the moment because Mm -hmm. you know players are dropping in and out of places I think everyone is really showing their worth and you know it makes it tough for the manager to you know on match day to to pick his team but Equally, I think that's excellent because it just shows how competitive places are within the squad. Um, you know, it's hard to say, you know, what team will face Arsenal on Sunday? Are we going to have those players back that we've missed? I know, obviously, you, as you know, Sam Mewis is out mm-hmm. and she's been a big player for us. So, you know, just like United, they might be looking to obviously hope that Tobin Heath will be back. But again, there's so much uncertainty. Tobin seems to be out for quite a while. Sam, we don't really know the extent of her injury and how long she's going to be out for. So two big players there as well. Um, great to have Rose Laval back in the squad. Um, like you said, she obviously didn't feature all that much for us towards the end of last year because she went out with a knock. Um, but great to obviously see her 
back in the US team and then coming back in and jumping straight back into the squad and, and like you said, contributing off the bench. That's fantastic. So again, there are players that are well up for it as well. So I'm hoping, you know, those sort of players that haven't really, you know, like Rose Laval, you know, possibly that hasn't, you know, seeing how momentous this game is against Arsenal is going to be, will mm-hmm. actually, you know, rise to the challenge if obviously they're put forward for it. And it is going to be a challenge. I mean, Arsenal needs the points too, um, because they're yeah, the ones exactly. sitting and sitting, uh, looking into those Champions League spots that they, you know. And given the the her- the I guess heritage, I would say, with, for lack of a better term, of, of Arsenal squad um, in the past, uh, certainly to be not be in the running for being in the Champions League, not even being in the top three right now. Uh, has got to be difficult, but they've had some cancellations. Obviously, they had the one last yeah. week um, and so forth. Last question I had for you, and I meant to ask um, in the previous uh, previous uh, cast earlier today um, with Mark was you have five subs, right? But starting from what I understand, starting next week, the the new sub concussion protocol comes in where there's going to be the possibility of two additional subs on top of the five. What, what are your thoughts about the new concussion protocol and the new subs that could be brought in in that situation? Yeah, I, I think it's an important, um, you know, review basically on the, on the rules. But um, I think at the moment as well, you know, we're not, um, the minimum isn't five substitutes anyway, so we could f- put uh, foot a stronger bench. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, you know, teams have obviously been struggling with injuries. You know, I think all teams really effectively are a bit light at the moment, to be honest. So it, it's great to have the rule come in because I think it is quite, it, it's really important, obviously, for the well-being of the players. Um but yeah, it, it's it's certainly obviously interesting at the moment, given that a lot of teams are, are really struggling. I mean, look at Birmingham, you know, they've had a lot of injuries and, you know, there are some other teams where, you know, have had to consider postponements. Everson the other week against United, you know, that game was postponed because of injuries. So, yeah, it, putting out a starting eleven is great, but also having the bench to back it up is equally as important. So, yeah, it, options and managing fitness and, and, and all those kind of things is quite difficult for some clubs at the moment. But um, I think it's really important to have this new role introduced. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much, Emma, for bringing on, being on today. Uh, excellent drop in knowledge all over the place. My brain is cottage cheese, so I can't retain all this information. Uh, and so forth. all I can retain are numbers on a, on a little sheet of paper uh, on a napkin that's uh, stained with wine. So, uh, so <laughs> that's all I can do um, and so forth. But hopefully y'all think I can do more than that um, and so forth. So Emma, thank you uh, for being on. Manchester's Burning is looking for a new name, y'all. We can't be Manchester's Burning anymore. We're now focused on FAWSL. We're focused on the, on the four uh, top teams in the league and the league in general now. So I'm asking y'all, we need a new name. I'm going to give someone a $50 Amazon gift card if you can come up with a new name for this pod video cast and then we choose it 
you get the $50 gift card. That's how it kind of works, right? So all you got to do is follow the current name, which is Manchester's Burning on Twitter, and you DM us, you DM me, which on with the uh, with your your choice. You can put in more than one. That's fine. That's cool. It's not like voting. <laughs> you know, you can go and send in more than one entry. That's cool. That's fine with me. You can go ahead and do that. Or when we send out the the Twitters, uh, you know, about the about the new name, you know, just reply to that too. But you got to follow Mantis's Vernon. That's one criteria. It doesn't cost you any money to do that. So do that, please. We're, we want to come up with a new name uh, because people are getting confused now. <laughs> uh, so don't want that. Don't want that at all. All right. We got to close for today. Thank you again, Emma, for being on. Thank you for having me. It's always great to chat. Great. Awesome. Manchester's Burn is going to close for today. But remember, look at the light. Know the light is there. Acknowledge the light. Let it become part of you. If also you got to recognize, and we've seen that, unfortunately, on social media, in football, on all sides of the pond, in all different ways, the negativity and the darkness that is out there. Please recognize that it's there. Do not let the darkness hug you. But if it does, please reach out. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And Manchester is burning is out for today, for real this time.